T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? What up, what up? Oh, snap. Are you ready, player one? Am I? Uh, I don't know. No, nah, I don't know if you are either. Uh, anything new since last week? Anything new since last No, nothing really new. No, you know, just uh, Same saw old. a movie last night in the theater, so... Yeah, how yeah, uh, how sparse was it? To talk about it. How sparse was the theater? Uh, it was me and about four people in the. I was in the dead dead to rights in the middle. Nice. And there was about four people in the very back row behind me. So ooh, that's, that's about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a Monday night viewing, I could see that being the case. But you know, nine thirty on a Monday, not sparsely mm. populated. God, you must not have gotten out of there until midnight. This is a long, it's a long. You know what? Let's save it. Let's let's couch it. Let's, save it. let's yep. put a pin in that right now. Let's get to the news and notes of the week. This week in the Well, Ryan, the third annual hashtag Dork Madness is in the books. This year we crowned the greatest TV show of all time. We went from 64 down to one, and your winner, Seinfeld. Seinfeld, the greatest television show of all time. Seinfeld defeated Breaking Bad. I know you thought when we uh, checked in around the Sweet 16 mark, you thought Breaking Bad was going to win. I thought Game of Thrones was going to win. Both were dominating early on. But Seinfeld, I'm kind of surprised because if you look at some of the results along the way, there was definitely a lot of recency bias. Like there was definitely shows that people I think had forgotten how good they were. And maybe it's just because Seinfeld, the reruns run nonstop. But Seinfeld, not only did it win, I think it had one of the toughest paths to get there. Like it had to beat, it beat Game of Thrones, it beat The Office, it beat Chappelle Show, it even beat Golden Girls in the first round, which was like a pretty good... It took down Golden Girls handily in the first round. Beat the freaking Golden Girls. So Seinfeld's the winner, so I think we need to somehow do an episode on Seinfeld. I don't know how we can condense Seinfeld into one episode, but we might have to try. We might have to try. And the other thing, too, is... And I was thinking about it because I was I was a little upset that Breaking Bad went out the way that it did. I mean, it went to the finals, you know, good. the Michigan of the you know, see topical sports. <laughs> nice, nicely um, done. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was thinking about it too. And there's a lot of people who just who say you know Breaking Bad's a little too intense for me. It's just not for me, you know. But Seinfeld's for everybody. Seinfeld's for the people. Seinfeld is for everybody. I think so. We'll we'll figure out a way to do Seinfeld, and maybe we can even bring like Woody and Bessie in because I know those guys are nuts about Seinfeld too. Uh, Breaking Bad, we should do a season by season, and because it, it's all on Netflix right now too, so it'd be easy to rewatch it, and then we could break down each season. Maybe when we have kind of lulls in the action, we can go back and do Breaking yeah. Bad seasons. So yeah, that's, and that is like maybe during the later summer months. When, Correct. You know the, yeah. the the dog days, Ryan. That's what they call exactly. Them, the that's class. what they call them. Hey, how about this? Uh, here's some movie news. Rob Gronkowski, aka Gronk, he's a uh, football player for the New England Patriots. 
He is set to for ju- now. <laughs> well, that's also true. That's another. Yeah. That's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> he is set to join the cast of a movie called Boss Level with Mel Gibson and Naomi Watts, and it's basically the plot of Happy Death Day. Or there was a Tom Cruise movie. It's one of these things where he wakes up on it, like he's he dies and he keeps waking up on that day. Mel Gibson. Okay. Mel Gibson, not Gronk. Gronk has an undefined role as of now. Here would be my question for you. Over under one and a half lines by Gronk. Uh, he will have a line, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say under. I'll yeah, under I that. think the under too. I think they're gonna like zoom in. He's gonna have you know. He's going to be wearing some kind of sleeveless something. Maybe it's like a bulletproof vest with no sleeves and nothing else. Now, my question is, will he be a guy, one of the guys that kills Mel Gibson? Or will he be like a a friend? Uh, He'll be a guy who kills Mel Gibson in kind of a ridiculous way. Yeah, I think so. Like maybe he like spikes his head or something. Or he just goes like, no, and just like punches him in the head and kills him. I don't know. And that's technically a line, right? Like if he just says no. Yeah, yeah, that counts. He gets a SAG card for that, I think. I think he should. What? Or, I how about this? Do. I think legally, I mean, we have to check with Marcus, but I think you get a SAG card for like a spoken role. Oh, that's pretty good. All right, over yeah. under, over under seven words. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you the same thing. I was gonna put it at ten, but I'll take. Uh, I'll go under ten. I'll go under ten. Yeah, it's gonna be. What are you doing here? Or you shouldn't be here? Or how did you no. find me? <laughs> or just no? Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what it's gonna be. Um. All right, other TV news here. We have Westworld Season 2. They had another trailer come out, and this show is going to be out April 22nd. Are you in on Westworld Season 2? I'm in. I'm interested in to see where this goes. And Now, this is, as you know, Season 2 in any show is the make or break for any, any show. Oh, yeah. So, um, so much so. I don't know if Jessica Jones will be coming back on her own now. Ugh. You know? Jessica Jones Season 2 Electric Boogaloo uh, exactly. did not meet our expectations. You can check out that entire episode in the archives. But I'm into, I was into how Westworld ended. I thought that was a nice kind of way to, not nice, but it was, it was an interesting way to end that. Um, where the robots, uh, I, with the robots, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Are we doing spoilers in This Week in Dork? Oh, well, I think. Something happens. Something happens with the robots <laughs> that leaves you questioning some things. That's, that's for sure true. Yeah. That is for sure true. No, I was, uh. It was. I, I burned really hot for me. I really liked Westworld early on, and then I kind of started to lose a little bit of interest. I made it all the way through, and I'll watch it. I'll watch season two and see where it goes. But like, I don't think it's good or bad enough to like warrant its own like standalone dork episode. You know, it's not like one of those shows. Yeah. Do you do you find it hard to see Liam McPoyle as a hero? Yes. In the show. Yes, I do. I keep waiting for him to just come out in a bathrobe drinking milk. But. With an eye patch, <laughs> with an eye patch, flesh-colored eye patch. He needs to like do like the screaming every once in a while, like yeah. just go from like zero to a hundred, like super fast. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I'm I'll watch the show, and I think you will too. Speaking of uh, season two's Legion is out this week. In fact, mm-hmm. you could be listening to it right now, and it could be on right now. But Legion season two. This is another show. I think we may have made the mistake of doing a standalone episode last year, one of the least downloaded episodes. Doesn't mean it was the worst, but actually, it may have been the worst. And that was last year, season one of Legion. It's a confusing show, but it is good. It's on FX. It's a, a kind of small Marvel character that the guys behind Fargo have got behind. And it's interesting. It's good, but it's also confusing as shit. 
Yeah, and that's what I think you and I, I didn't think we had, we didn't get enough space from it. Like, I think I watched, like, four, the last four episodes, like, the day before. Oh, you definitely shotgunned it. That's right. I remember that. I remember cramming it, and I was like, I just remember being like, it looks really cool, and I, like, I like the characters, and like how, like, I like where this is going, but I don't really get where this is going. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I can admit, I'm, I'm a man, I can admit that now, that like, I just, I didn't fully get it. You yeah, know, I think it came through in that podcast. And I, I also think that was the least downloaded one because I don't think a lot of people watch that show. No, I think you're right. I think we noticed that with the Netflix shows and with some of the specific TV shows, it's uh, you, you see the title and I think people just kind of tune out. And they're, they're like, like, eh, yeah. I, I didn't see it. I'll, I'll catch you guys next week. But, that, you know, maybe just check it out and stay for the witty repartee. Well, the, the whole fucking idea of This Week in Hashtag Dork is just that, Ryan. Every week yeah. you should want to tune in because th- these are all these are changing things. These are all new ideas. You have the Video yeah, Game but, Minute. That's coming your way soon. Like, but, listen, well, listen for that. Tight. God damn it. Uh, how about SNL fans? Uh, I know there's a couple of you still out there. They're, uh, I'm host- one of them. Yeah, I, I, I dip in here and there. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther, will be hosting this Saturday. And then next Saturday is John Mulaney. Who is hilarious? Like John Mulaney's yeah. stand-up is way funnier than you think it's going to be. Like if you, it's on Netflix. There's a couple of them on there. Just sit down and like immediately, you're like you're in store for what is going to be a great hour of comedy. He is. He's yeah. one of the best, I think. He's one of the best. And Jack White is the, actually the musical guest on that one, so I'm actually really excited for that. So it's John Mulaney and Jack White, which is going to be actually really cool. And it's Cardi B. Like, Cardi B is going to be with Cardi Bozo. B with with the Black Panther. Big fan. Our uh, my wife is a huge Cardi B fan. Is she? She loves Cardi B for some reason. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, I uh, I watched a little bit of John Mulaney stand up, and he does this amazing bit about getting his prostate checked. Oh my god! Oh, and, and it's it's like he's such a nerd, kind of, and just kind of like such a dweeb that it's so funny. It's so good. It he. Uh... He obviously he also a... has the special with Nick Kroll, the Oh Hello, you oh, know, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. tour, that and that's on Netflix, too. And that's really good, but I could see it's different. So even if you saw that and you're like, it's okay, uh, the Mulaney stand-up on its own is great. So that's why on SNL I'm fascinated to see, because he had his own sitcom on Fox that got, like, almost immediately canceled. It did. Like, yeah. he just, I, don't think you, I don't think he's a sitcom guy. I think he's, you know, he's stand-up. more clever than that. Yeah, I, I agree. And he's not... Like he's good, and like I think people who enjoy comedy certainly know who he is. But he's not famous enough to be like, "Hey, I have my own show, and everyone's going to watch it." Yeah, he's he's an oh yeah that guy. Yeah, and I think as we call him in the Davy household, but like <laughs> yeah. you've definitely seen the guy. And every time I'm like, "Do you know who like Stephen Tobolowsky is?" And my wife's like, "No," and I'm like, "I show her like yeah, on my do. phone." And she's like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Yeah, you know that guy. He, John Mulaney's an oh yeah that guy. Is uh, Stephen Tobolowsky the guy who was in uh, Memento? Yes. Okay. And he was also Needle Nose Ned, Ned the Head from Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about a couple of uh, casting news or potential casting news? One I saw you respond to on the Twitter. Yep. Uh, Matt Damon was apparently offered the role of an unknown villain in the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. And he passed. And then I, I believe I tweeted, I also passed <laughs> yeah. on that idea. Yeah, I, I think I'm good there. I, I, don't, I think he's a, I don't you know, he him. doesn't do, I mean, he's done villain-esque things. And he's done, he's got some action chops with the Bourne stuff. But I just think he's too, I don't know. What do you think of like The Martian? Um, I never saw it. Yeah, don't. Didn't see it. Don't. I All was right. like, I was very underwhelmed by the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, and they gave the whole thing away in the trailer, too. I think you told me not to see it. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. 
Uh, that was another one that uh, me and that my was wife in the days of, in the days of yore. Yes, told me just like don't. Days bother. gone by. How about this little nugget? Woody Harrelson. A couple of websites picked this up. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but Woody Harrelson is apparently going to be in the Venom movie, and it looks like he's going to be playing Carnage. Good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like if he can match, if he can match. Tom Hardy's crazy with his brand of crazy. I think we're we're okay. Not to put you on the spot here, but I think if you take Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Woody Harrelson, you can put that trio acting wise up against literally any comic book movie ever. In terms of like, like heavy hitters, like actors. sheer like acting ability. Now I know you had Christian Bale and Tom Hardy and Anne Hathaway. See, I would no. What Duck I was going to say, I was yeah. going to go. Uh, Henry Bale, Cavill, Henry Bale, no Bale, Ledger, Oldman. Ooh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's yeah. so. I would say it, it would rival anything since the since the Dark Knight, the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, because all of those had their own. Get. Yeah, because like the MCU movies have like pretty good. Like Robert Downey Jr. is a really really good actor, and there are some other really good actors and actresses in the MCU and some of the other ones, but. Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Woody Harrelson, like that is insane. Like that's gonna that's be crazy. That's gonna be really good. I mean, you have, but then, like I said, Bale, Oldman, and Ledger. Those are three Oscar winners. So yeah, those guys. I mean, Gary Oldman, I think, is the greatest actor of ours or any generation. Him and Daniel Day Lewis are. I mean, the fact that he played Dracula and then played the uh, was it Curtis from uh, True Romance. Oh, uh, no, 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 not Curtis. The fuck was his name? Curtis is, is Christian Slater's character. But, um, what the fuck was his name? Ah, but it, that was that amazing. That's one of my favorite movies. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I can never remember that character's name. Uh, I'll, I'll come up. You keep just, going. I'll come just up look with it up. Uh, son of, I can Drexel. See, Drexel. Yes, that's, yeah. right. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. How about, did you see the first episode of Barry yet? I did. When, how about when they're they're doing scenes and they and they did a scene from True Romance or doing that scene where he's in they're there and he's scene. talking yeah. to Christian Slater and it's so good. And then one of the guys is like, when he's going back to talk to Stephen Root, he's like, True Romance is a movie. He's like, yeah, but this is L.A. theater, so they just do, they do movies instead of like plays. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, last bit of news: the CW recently just picked up new seasons for like all of the shows, like Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Black Lightning, and Riverdale. So if you're a fan of any of those shows, they are all coming back, baby. Cool. I know you don't watch any of them, but I just wanted to share that. I've actually bailed on some. Arrow has their 23-hour-long episodes a year. It's insane. How are you you out on Arrow, but you're still watching The Walking Dead? Uh, It's a great question. The people want to know. I think, first of all, the less episodes helps. I think Walking Dead is 16 episodes, and they do eight, yeah. take a break, and do eight. So I can kind of I can wrap my head around 16 over 23. And I'm more invested, or at least was more invested, in the Walking Dead graphic novel than I was like Arrow. Like Arrow has a bunch of different stories. Like you can, there's a lot of good Green Arrow, but yeah. Walking Dead is like one continuous run. So that's probably why. None better than Escape from Supermax. That's right. That's Which, a callback to last episode, mm-hmm. for those of you uh, fans. Or the that. Long Bow Hunters, if you're looking for yeah. some Green Arrow reading. Or Quiver, or others. Or the <laughs> New 52 starting in, like, Volume 4. Skip, like, the first three volumes. Once Jeff Lemire picks it up, get in on that. All right, yep. let's, uh, let's get on to the next portion. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. 
All right, right. Oh, by the way, this is see, this is a great example. Even if you hadn't seen Ready Player One, we've already given you 15 fresh minutes of good content here. So hot, we 15 minutes of just hot sauce, <laughs> and it's going to only continue right now with the uh, the DVGM. The DVGM, also uh, as always, or as always, as in the past two weeks, <laughs> brought to you by the great the great people of Illusion Grips. Uh, go to illusiongrips.ticktail.com for all of your custom gaming grips. Uh, they are awesome. They're cool to work with, and make sure you tell Kyle we said hello. Um, I'll keep the video game minute um, short this week because we get a lot of things, Richard. I got a lot yes. of feelings. Yes, I, I bet you do. This is this is um, your coup de grace. Big watch, everyone. Uh, a lot of people who listen to this uh, pay attention to Overwatch and Overwatch news. The big news out of the Overwatch camp is that some characters are getting reworked, uh, including Symmetra and your boy Torbjorn are getting reworked right uh, now. They don't know. They don't know what's happening yet. They uh. might have some new abilities or some take, some taken away and replaced. But the big news is is that Hanzo's scatter arrow is gone. In really? The next and they're replacing hmm. it with a a rapid fire, which he shoots six arrows in two seconds. Wow. So, uh. So that the scatter arrow, which has been the bane of some of our existences, the is scatter arrow is a pain in the ass sometimes. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that's now gone. Um, a, a couple of games that I missed last week that I want to bring up because they're actually really good, um, despite all its quirks. If you look at some of the glitches that are online, MLB The Show 18, which is a PlayStation exclusive, is actually still. I did some hands-on with it this week, and it's still um, the only. But like, it's one of the best baseball simulations I've ever played. Um, there are some really funky things that happen. Like there's one that's going around where uh, the pitcher throws a pitch at like a 45 degree angle, and it hits the bat of the player in the on deck circle and went for a home run. What? Which, yeah. <laughs> so right. that that can happen. Um, remember that in the one in 17 where you were like customizing your face, and if you did the right combination of face, it looks like it was made out of like toothpicks. Yes. Remember that? So there, yeah. there's still some some. Uh, kind of quirky things that go on with that but i actually played it and it's a lot of fun um and it's the only game in town uh, in terms of baseball sim so uh pick that up if you have a chance the other game i, I had a little hands-on with is a game called a way out have you heard of this game richard uh no a way out no so there was a game that came out it was called like brothers or like uh it was it was a, a playstation network or like xbox live arcade game yeah. where like you play two characters simultaneously and each Thumbstick is like a different brother. Like there's these two brothers go and you control oh, them. Nuts. Yeah, that's weird. It was weird, but it was actually really fun. Um, and that same company, um, Hazel Light Studios, um, came up with this game called, in, in addition to, uh, in conjunction with EA, this game called A Way Out, which is, it's totally um, multiplayer. You, you can't play the game alone. And it, you play one of two characters and they're trying to break out of prison. Okay. So you actually have to work with like a complete stranger. They're like escaping from Supermax. Yeah, and like there's ways you can kind of like dick your partner over in the end. Ooh, see, I don't like that. I don't like backstabbers. That's what I'm saying. So like <laughs> you run the risk of, but it's a, it's a cool idea, and I played it for a little bit, and it's actually really fun. I don't, I didn't get to finish it, so I don't know because God knows, I am just all over this Far Cry Five right now. Which, oh yeah. By the way, if I were to review that right now, it is the most ridiculous amount of. It's ridiculous. The are you, game itself is ridiculous. Are you BD in it right now, you think? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, to the hilt. I am to the hilt <laughs> with this game right now. I'm getting every outpost, every, uh, like, doomsday prepper out, like, outpost, like, just clearing outposts like crazy. I got my animal friends coming to help me. And you'll be, you'll be happy to know that while you do have to lay some animals low, Richard, your animal companions, including my man Boomer, can't die. Oh, that is tremendous news. They can go down, but you can bring them back. Like I like that. Places. You can so, revive them. I like yeah. that. 
Yeah. Uh, that's really good. Like Beric Dondarrion. Um, yeah. Now, going back to the uh, how you can turn on your uh, your your teammate there, that reminds me of like Grand Theft Auto Five. Remember like the online play, and you could oh. you'd go, you'd like team up with a random guy, you'd go like rob a bank, and then I would always fucking turn the gun on him and shoot him, and, like take yeah. him on, like every time. It was like so predictable that it's like. So like, hey, we're on the same team. Like, yeah, we're on the same team. Like, let's stick these guys up. Let's get money. And as soon as we get out to the getaway car, <laughs> like, shoot them and then take the money. Oh, so it's fun. funny. We used to play. We used to play Grand Theft Auto Five, and I used to play with like when I uh, I used to play with like a group of students here because they were like, oh, Mr. Davey plays Grand Theft Auto. Let's play with them. So I'm like, all right, fine. I'll play with you guys for a little bit. And I'm like, you want to join our gang? They're like, yeah. And like, all right, well, you have to go rob this liquor store, and then we would just leave them. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> they get killed, yeah, yeah, so they get like arrested. Or that's great. Yeah. Uh, is that it, Ryan? That'll do it for me today. Are, are you ready? Uh, no pun intended for the topic du jour. And what is that? Well, I dread. I'm dreading it. That's yeah. just the topic of the day. But today it is Ready Player One, the film, which is two hours and twenty minutes long, and it's every second of that. It was a budget of $175 million, and currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% approved by the critics, 80% by the fans or the audience. So we begin spoiler-free, as we always do with movies and with TV shows, and I ask you, Ryan, did you like it? Not really. (laughs) That's exactly how I was going to answer it, too. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Like, no, not really. Yeah, I... uh, all right, so for people who are not familiar, this is obviously, yeah. um, with the exception of the Quran, this is your favorite book, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. so give me a uh, like a spoiler-free uh, plot, like a, like sum up the movie to to the layman. So I, I think, it, and, and one of the reviews in the cover of the book, by the way, it's, a, it's not my, I like this book a lot. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I wouldn't okay. go that far. But All I right. do really like this book a lot, and and it means a lot to me uh, on a personal level. But um, do I think it's the best written book in the world? No. But well, the pl- no. basic plot is, and, and the way to encapsulate it, someone who reviewed the book said, it's like Willy Wonka meets The Matrix, which is like, yeah, if you that's marry those two things together. Um, so this, this game developer, uh, or the software developer, develops this place called The Oasis, which is this vast virtual and uh, open source a virtual reality world where everything takes place, um, including schools and commerce and and gaming, all this stuff takes place within this construct of the Oasis. The, the developer who, who made this game dies in his living will. He says that he has hidden an Easter egg in this game, and the winner will get his stake in the company and complete control over the Oasis forever, and it winds up being like half a trillion dollars or something like that, or $240 billion, depending on, you know, whatever. But, um, and there are these group of kids who uh, essentially go on this quest to find the Easter egg, and they are trying to... Uh, outsmart this big company that's trying to take it over and basically monetize everything in it to make money off of it. Right, and the movie starts in the year 2045, so really not all that far away. No, that's fine. And So really not all that far away from what this looks like. And they give you like a little brief, and you can see in the preview, they they show you some of what it looks like in the real world and then what it looks like with the avatars and everything else. Now, we can give away book spoilers later on. Let's not do that because some people might yeah. want to read the book still too. But on a scale, of course, from one to six, how similar is the movie from the book? One being it's completely different. Six being it's a shot-for-shot remake. It's like two and a half, three. Okay. Yeah, so right in the middle. All right. So I, the way I, I described it in my notes was that it's like a distant cousin that has the same last name as you. 
Like okay. there's a little bit of family resemblance and you share a name, but other than that, like you don't see each other that often. Okay. All right. So maybe we'll, like once a year. And we'll know? get into specifics on that here coming up. Uh, as a brief aside, I figure we should put this in the non-spoiler section. What would your avatar be if you were into in the Oasis? What do you think? You, what would your name be? What would your look be? What would your primary function be? Well, I think I've branded myself pretty well as Arvon D, so that's that's something that I would yes, um, something I would kind of stick with, or you know, the Sandman Slim of you know, I could stick with that mm, as well. That's good too. Um, but I had a lot of fun answering this question, so I think it would be like I, I jumped like it would be like an amalgamation of like everything because in the, in the Oasis you can have like loot. So yes. I'm thinking, like, what would be, like, if I was just walking around and, like, doing stuff, like, I would have one outfit. If I was actually, like, gaming, I would have another outfit, and, you know, I kind of went hard on it. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I, I would think, now, I wouldn't want to be just a, a direct copy of it, but it would be very similar. I would base it all off of Red Hood. I would look very similar to oh, Red yeah. Hood. I like those guys. I also like Deadpool. Not, I, not that I would steal that whole thing, but I like the idea of a guy that has both guns and swords. So it's like he's like really yeah. he's really up for whatever, and I think yeah. I would probably just be like a probably like an assassin. I think that'd probably be the best way of going about it, and a guy that just kind of goes around like on the outskirts and finds you know, or maybe even like blend it with like Robin Hood. Like I would steal yeah, from like the guys that are you know, the big corporation guys that have all this extra loot and all this extra stuff. I would I would you know rob them and and go about my business. And help that way. the little guys. Help the little guy out. That's what I think yeah. I would do. Yeah. See, I think, what would you have for a vehicle? Because everyone has a vehicle in this game. I would have, that's a good question. Probably, hmm, just like a souped up like four-wheeler. I like it. Yeah. Because I don't think, I'm not a motorcycle guy. I don't think I'm a yeah. motorcycle guy. I'm also not like super into cars. What would you, what would you drive? I would, see me, like, I would want to kind of stand out. Like, when I ever create a character and stuff, there's always something that, like, I, I have that I kind of, is like an homage to something else. You'd be on a Segway. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you know how, like, in, in the movie Ready Player One, there's, like, all these different, you can see them in the trailer. Like, uh, someone's driving Bigfoot. Like, someone's driving the DeLorean from Back to the Future. I would have the Ford, the Ford Falcon, the Interceptor from Mad Max, the black one. Oh, yeah, The original Mad Max. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. That's, yeah. That would be my car. What about, I would have Benny the Taxi from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's not Benny. See, now you're talking. <laughs> See, now I'm thinking. Now I'm, now I'm going can, places. You can crack wise with him while you're doing your Oh, race. he's hilarious. And, he, and he, can, he can, you know, have, you know, really tall wheels if he needs to go over a bridge. Or, you know, he can do all kinds of stuff. He's got a little Personal. bit of a, a little attitude to him, a little sass. And if you got tired, he could drive himself. That's right. Oh, absolutely. More yeah. often than not, that's probably what he would do. So that's, that's pretty good. Uh, all right, back to the movie. Just give me like a, a quick answer for each one of these things. What did you think of the overall story? Uh, um, what's the? Uh, I'm trying to find a word for it that's just like it's just it's f- for the common people, mm. you know, for the masses. Yeah, uh, the action is a great start, decent end, lacking in the middle. Yeah, uh, humor. Um, I had some giggles here and there, but overall, I thought the the humor was a little lame. Yeah, I thought uh, I'm with you. Like, I definitely not like a laugh out loud. There are definitely times a couple of characters I think bring some of the comedy to it, but it's not yep. crazy. And I I would say that if I were to sum up the the humor in a sound, is like you got like one or two of these. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. De- definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the acting that weakest part of the of the movie it was not super strong now some of it's tough because there's a lot of cgi in there too and so you're yeah. kind of jumping back and forth 
And then the rewatchability. I think that the rewatchability is high insofar as like you you're gonna pause this a lot. I like, think you're, there's, there's, there's the whole movie where, is Easter eggs. So I'm with, yeah, like, and yeah. like there are times where like there's a lot going on and and you're looking around like did I just see a battle toad? Yes, and you did. Like, and by the way, I yes, did, a spoiler, did, you did. did see a battle. You saw a couple battle toads. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to have to go back and see. And, and a lot of Tracer. Tracer got some, some love. Yeah, they were all about Overwatch in this. They, like, they liked yep. Overwatch, Halo, some of the other ones we'll, we'll get into. Um, but yeah, that's, it's a weird thing. Like, I didn't love the movie, but as far as rewatchability, just because there are so many things to look for, there are so many, like there's over-the-top references, but then there's like on every screen you look around and there's not like, oh, that's just like, that's a nobody character. You're like, no, that's yep. from something. Like, I, I might not know what it is, but that's from something. My my other question would be, who is this movie for? Only because, is, like, yeah. you know how, like, Marvel movies, like, they have a pretty set audience at this point. Everybody's all in on these. Because I know a lot of people that didn't even know that this was a book. And right. So, and they're like, oh, it's a new Spielberg movie. But there's so many kind of crazy sci-fi-ish movies that just look like chaos on the screen. Like, you mm-hmm. can say Pacific Rim. You can say all the way back to, like, Speed Racer. Like, there's a lot of movies that are just... Here's, K, like, the Valerian movie. Like, I don't know who is this really pushed for and, like, who's who's really seeing it. Right. So, and, and I guess this is the, the biggest problem I had with this. It's definitely for the people who didn't read the book. Okay. Like, at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to be... Which is a bigger you, audience, obviously. It's a, it's a way bigger audience, and um, we'll get into it in, like, the spoiler thing, more specifics, but, like, if you had, like, you were aware that the book exists, but you didn't read it, or you didn't know it was a book, and you're just like, oh, this looks like a, Spiel- a cool Spielberg movie, I'll check it out. Like, the movie's yeah. for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I have a casting fact. You want a quick casting fact? Hit me. Uh, Olivia Cook who uh, played Artemis in the movie. She was also in uh, Bates Motel, the TV show. She was in sure. a terrible horror movie called Ouija. But uh, she beat out Elle Fanning for the role. How about that? How about that? How about that? The other, uh, I, have a, I have a release date fact as well. Yep. This movie was originally scheduled for a December 15th release of last year. But, of course, that may sound familiar because that was when The Last Jedi came out. So they were like, let's Which, get away from that. Thank God they got away from that because yeah. they never would have made their money back. No, God, oh God, no! And so they did no. pretty well. I forget last year was it forty something million? I think they made opening weekend. Something. Forty, yeah, between forty and fifty. Or yeah, so like that. whatever it was, because it uh, was a long weekend. Now, would you recommend people see this in the theater? Yes. So, I okay. If I, you if you are going to see it, if you are dead set to like, I want to see this movie, you should see it in the theater because it's supposed to be seen big screen. There's some spectacle. There are some visual feasts. So I would say I I completely agree with that. Like if 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 you want to see this movie, then you're right. You should see it in the theater. I would also, but I would like. I don't think it's necessarily worth the money of going to the theater. Like that's it. Yeah. If you're dead set, if you're like, I want to see this movie, then like, yes, you should see it in the theater because it's for you. If you're the person who's like, I don't know if I want to see this movie, then wait. I would also say if you're the person who has a big screen TV and surround sound then maybe you can just wait until it's on HBO yeah. or Netflix. Because the, you're right, like there's so much going on on the screen that if you saw this, like if you were watching this on your computer, or like, you know what I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice there. But the, the actual quality of the movie, like, I don't know, I, is it really worth 15 bucks and everything? Like, I don't think so. So that, no. that, that's sort of, I go back and forth. So I guess before we get to spoilers, 
Uh, what would your Infinity Stones score be? Three and a half. Yeah, dude, we see this one exactly the same. I yep. I went three, like right right after I watched it, I said three. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, maybe closer to four. And then I'm like, no, let's just split the difference. Three and a half. Yep. And that's it's why. It's not I, a four. No, it's, it's, it's not. watchable. Yeah, it is. It's it is. It's it's watchable. All right, so that's anything else non spoiler? Nope. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! All right, so you're the only one out of the two of us that can answer this question. What was the biggest difference or biggest differences between the book and the movie? As you're saying that, I'm like pushing my knuckles away from myself. I'm like doing that like <laughs> knuckle crack. I'm like, yeah. here we go. Here All we right. go. Sit down. So I, where I have the biggest problem with this is that the book itself, um, you haven't read it, and, and, and that's what I'm going to tell you is like it is a love letter to everything that we like. It is, you know, it, yeah, it's not the best written book in the world. Yeah, it kind of leans too heavily on like the nostalgia thing and whatever, but – it's cool knowing, like, as you're reading this book, like, you're aware of what Dungeons and Dragons is and the mechanics of it. And there's this academic component um, to the book where, like, these kids are, like, actually studying and they're doing these things on their own. They don't just, like, show up to a library, which they do in the movie. Right. Just like, oh, I don't remember what Halliday did, uh, so I have to go to this library and, and this butler's going to show And by the me. way, like, like and nobody's there. Like, I know they've been, like, looking for these Easter eggs for a while, but the fact that you can win the whole goddamn thing and nobody else is doing research, like, they just walk right in and go wherever they want to go, yeah. that was a little strange. And the other thing that I thought was, and, and but, like, you know, Wade has all of these, like, old-school, like, spiral-bound composition and, like, spiral notebooks that he's, like, compiling, compiling, compiling. So he has, like, his own book mm. that he's been making. And he's just, and the other thing that, that's a huge difference from the book to the movie is the book goes years. Like this whole thing takes years. Oh, wow. Yeah. You definitely would think that, um, and you know, Wade is like this nobody and then he gets really famous and then he meets Artemis and then they fall out and then him and H fall out. So he's by himself and he like barricades himself in the house. He's really depressed. And then he kind of makes his way back to them. And there's a whole, so there's a, there's a character, flow to him that there wasn't in the movie well my guess yeah i was gonna say my guess is you actually cared about him in the book like that was one of my biggest takeaways i didn't really care like if if a couple of the scenes like i I knew it wasn't gonna happen but in real life when they got to him if they just like shot him in the head i would have been like okay what's what's next yeah but like the thing the that's the thing what the book did really well too is there are times where he's being a dick and you're just like i don't like this character anymore. Mm. and why don't you just like whatever you know what i mean but um, and so that's, that's a huge difference with the, the scope of time. Like this happened, I guess, over a weekend that they, they made pretty $240 billion. Like, like nobody has done this in five years. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh yeah, drive backwards. And then you do it in a day. Yeah, you do like, it. That doesn't make any sense. And then even some of the other stuff that, I mean, maybe they explained it and I just wasn't paying attention, but so they were all, so he's in Columbus, Ohio. And yeah. then like all of a sudden they're all in Columbus, Ohio. It's like, well, that's yeah. So the idea is that like Gregarious Games is in Columbus, Ohio, and that's where like the best internet is. So that's where people are like started to like congregate. Oh, okay. But in the All beginning right. of the book, Wade's actually in Oklahoma, and everyone uh, Shoto and Daito are in Japan. Oh, uh, see, okay. You know what I mean? Artemis is like somewhere else. Like they're all over the country. Yeah. All right. 
which seemed a little convenient that they would all be in Columbus, Ohio. That's but, what I thought. Like they all like got together like pretty easily and pretty quickly. But I was like, all right, whatever. I guess I can like look past that. I I guess. But but I think I think the major point, the difference between the book and the movie, like I said before, is that like I I love this stuff, and this stuff matters to me. And the idea that Halliday and Ogden Morrow like made this thing uh, to start because it was an embodiment of everything that they loved. Right. You know what I mean? And there was this whole... And by the way, Ogden Morrow is a, is a major character in, in the book. Yeah, and, and um, he's played by Simon Pegg. I was hoping he was going to be a major character in this, and he wasn't. And on the flip side, um, Irock, T.J. Miller's character, yeah. is like a nobody in the book. Really? He was, see, he was one of the guys that I thought provided some decent humor. Again, not like laugh out loud, but like some of... Just the way he looked and the way he talked and like what he said, like I, I enjoyed his character. Yeah, and and I, th- that was like the <laughs> like oh yeah your neck hurts, but like right. at the second time he made that joke, I was like okay yeah you know I, what I mean? heard that one. And I did it's like just so yeah like I'm I don't know and this this might be me and I know I'm gonna catch heat for this but just like T.J. Miller's thing like it's starting to wear on me a little bit. Well, I also read an article about T.J. Miller uh, that was not very kind to him. It, it yeah, like a, like the Me Too stuff, like you know. And I don't know if he's the guy you want to be backing right now. Like again, if if what was said about him is true, uh, it doesn't necessarily sound like he's the best guy. Yeah, I, I I hope not. But again, I like his shtick, like his thing. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's one note. You know, it's yeah, you know, it's you know to wear on me a little bit. So like, I That's still fine. think he's funny. I still think you know, I would I would you know watch a show he was in or whatever. Well, I'll tell you, but. Silicon Valley is missing him desperately after the first yeah. two episodes. I missed the second episode. I missed the yeah. Uh, they didn't have no. Yeah. I wouldn't say you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I cared about the characters more in the book than I did in the movie. Like, yeah, said. I'm not. I'm not surprised by that at all. Like, that was one of my takeaways. Is like some of the stuff was cool, and you know the characters. I liked Artemis. I think maybe the most out of like the main characters, but even still, I wasn't like really rooting for. Her. I was just like kind of you know like what whatever. Um, I also think it's. <laughs> It's all about the references, and that can be both yeah. good and bad. Like, it's cool that this is one property. It's almost like Funko Pops, where they're able to get everything, and they throw it right. all on the screen, or like Lego. Like, it's everything, and you're like, that's good. But if you took that out of it, I don't think it would be anything. Like, it would be no. it would be a nothing movie. If, if you couldn't have the DeLorean, if you couldn't have a Mortal Kombat pin, if you couldn't have Miss Pac-Man, if it was like stuff like created for their own universe, it would be useless. And that's what people, and that's the biggest knock on the book too, is that people feel that it weighs too heavily on like, the, oh yeah, I remember that kind of thing. Yeah. Where if they didn't have the license to mention any of these things, it would just be like a pretty stupid. Book, yeah, like, you know what I mean. Well, I also I would compare it to like uh, like when Jimmy Fallon does like a medley, and everybody goes nuts about these songs, and you're like, well, those are just songs that you know. Like right. that, that's all that is. And then I was talking to uh, our producer of the, of the Dale and Keith show, Andy, and Andy's saying it's almost similar to like Family Guy. Like it's good, but they're like, here's an old commercial that you probably remember, right? And like you end up laughing at that, or you're like, yes, I, I know this. And it's like you're you're yeah. in on something. And so again, like I like seeing Tracer standing next to Battletoads. Like that's cool. But that's also the that that is it. Like that's what you're but going you're like, for. Like hey, those you're like hey, those are things. And let's move <laughs> yeah, on. You know I, what I mean? I I like those things. What would, the, the, yeah, the book? Ahead. What the book did so well is that like it whittled those down to like a very like select group of people, which I understand, and I understand you know that you can't do that with a Spielberg movie. 
You right, can't right. make it so niche that people don't get the references. You can't have a scene where a character is playing a a huge model of a Dungeons and Dragons game. Right. People are going to be like, "What the hell am what, I looking at? What is this?" Or you can't have you know Wade sitting there playing um, like an Atari game for twenty minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. it wouldn't work. It's like you need to make this more like. And I would say this is. The references that were made, like you said, and the game itself, like the quest itself, to me was a little too basic. Yes. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, I I think so. Now, a lot of times when we do uh, these movie reviews, we we try to do like Easter eggs and references, but that's literally the entire movie. So we don't. It's the whole movie. We're not going to be able to do all of them. So, what were some of your favorite ones that that you saw? I thought a nice little twist that they did, and they didn't do this in the book, was they actually had to like go to the... And it was a weird choice for like a PG-13 movie to go to the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. So that was really cool. Like, I actually... Yeah. That was... I, I'm with you. I think that was like the best part. And then just the idea, like, so then your mind starts racing. Like, if you could just drop into like any movie, like how yeah. crazy that would be. And to pick The Shining, you're right. I'm looking around, I'm like... Yeah, this is PG-13 still. Like, there was some really scary stuff. Like, if I was a kid, I would have been terrified of some of that stuff. Yeah. Like, the old lady in the bathtub. They did the old lady in the bathtub thing. They did old lady in the bathtub, and they did the twins, and they did the little twins, and they did the blood hallway. They did all that stuff. I would have loved to have seen, like, a de-aged Jack Nicholson, like, like, running through, like, the the maze. Like, that would have made it for me, but that was one of the cooler scenes, I thought. That was a cool scene. I also liked when uh, Artemis... Like, after uh, Parsifal, Wade Watts had become famous for getting the first clue. Uh, she was trying to teach him a lesson, like, you need to now have a disguise. And so she was Goro from Mortal Kombat with, like, an alien popping out of her chest yeah. from Alien. So it was, like, a double reference. I, I thought that was, a, that was a good one. That was good. Um, but, yeah, the Shining thing definitely stood out to me as being one of the, the better parts of it. Uh, the worst parts, I think we kind of covered. Like, it was just, I don't know. The way they kind of threw it all together, like it's just it's chaos on the screen, and then you got to try yep. to make sense of it a little bit. And while you're doing it, I don't think I don't think you really truly developed the characters all that much. And you, I I never really found myself rooting for for Wade at like at any point of the movie. No, and let me I have a list here. Okay. First of all, the worst part of the movie when Artemis and Wade are riffing back and forth on how much they know about James Halliday. And they're like, who is, what's his favorite shooter of all time? And they're like, Goldeneye. And I'm like, sweet. And they're like, oh, this who's is... his favorite character? And they go, Odd Job. No. And I was like, there's no fucking way that James Halliday's favorite character is Odd Job. There's no way that he loves playing Odd Job with slappers only, because that is the most bitch move you can do. That absolutely, yeah, I had that down too. Like, that was, there's no way Odd Job, but you're right. Like, that's so. That's trying to appeal to like more of like the mass, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like everybody's like, oh yeah, I used to play Odd Job all the time. It's like, yeah, well, you were lame then. Like if you you're, played, you, suck. you sucked yeah, and you weren't cheater. good at the game, obviously. Yeah, you're a fucking cheater. Or you didn't have friends who had the no Odd Job rule because that's how everybody yeah. else played. So yeah, that that stood out as sort of like a. Eh. And the other thing, I thought the game, the quest itself, was a little lame. It was a little pedestrian. Like anyone could have figured that out. Yeah, you just had to like look. You just had to catch that little bit of dialogue between Halliday and Morrow. Like that's it, like I the, there was such a, there was much more of an academic side to the book. Now, where like yeah, I was gonna um, say because the movie's already two hours and twenty minutes, but that is one thing where like he goes in and he's like, hey, like pull up this scene, and so he walks in there and like he immediately is like, oh, there's the clue, 
it's like they didn't show him in there for like a super long time. Like no, at, like pouring over books and looking at his own notes and going back and forth, right, and looking like, at the riddle in front of him, and you know what I mean. He's like, so oh, I have to go backwards, up. and you're like, ugh, I guess. <laughs> like Bill and Ted did it. And you're like, yeah, there's another Bill and Ted reference. Cool. Um, uh, the other thing too, uh, yeah, the characters. So on that end, the characters like had to work to like get. It wasn't like an accident that they just happened to hear the right bit of dialogue. Like they actually worked to get there. Yeah, so that's a big you know what dif- I mean. That's a huge difference. Um, I didn't like, and again, I didn't care so much about the characters in the movie. I also didn't care about the Oasis at all. And what they completely undersold in this movie was that the Oasis was like everything. Like that's the reason that Wade, being a poor kid, has a visor and gloves is because, and they tell you this in the book, is that. Um, Ogden Morrow put a whole bunch of money into education, so every kid, if they went to school in the Oasis, got those provided for them. Oh, yeah, that wasn't left so, like, out. So that's where he got them, and like he wasn't borrowing them from his aunt or whatever. Um, and it's funny, the, the relationship with the aunt and him, basically the aunt just kept him around in the book just to get like extra food stamps. And yeah. just like, kept them from him. Also, I had no idea what the relationship was for like a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, and that's fine. Like, they don't need to have, like, pins that say, like, oh, this is his aunt. But when the whole shack got, like, blown up, he, yeah. like, he didn't care. No. Like, there, there, was, the, like, there was, like, yeah. no response from him. I'm like, all right, so it must not be his mom. Cause he, like, I know it's not the, you know, the greatest living environment, but you'd think he would show some sort of remorse. But he was just, like, didn't care. Well, what, what else was weird is, like, in the book, like, the trailer that they live in is, like, completely packed full of people. Oh, okay. And that's why he sleeps on the washer, the washer and dryer. Hmm. It's because, like, and in the in the movie, it's just him, the aunt, and the boyfriend. And there's multiple rooms in the trailer and a whole set of couches. So, like, why doesn't he just sleep on the couch? Yeah, it'd be more comfortable, I would think. Yeah. So that didn't make any sense. And the last one I have, um, the uh, they kind of downplayed the, the IOI is trying to. So the the Oasis is free. Like the the whole point of Halliday and Morrow's thing is that it's this big open source thing where you can create and do anything you want and it's free. Yeah. There's like an in-game and that IOI is trying to privatize it and make it, you know, subscription-based and all that stuff. So there's all that whole thing, too, that that benevolent act that they did that they kind of just kind of swept, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I I hear you. Uh, The other thing... Now, I don't know if this was too risque or not, but uh, Nolan Sorrento's, his, uh, his password... Was Bossman sixty nine? Ooh, nice, <laughs> nice. On well, the other thing too is uh, Shoto dies. He's actually assassinated by the IOI in the book. Really? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. There was none of that in here. No. So this was a a big time happy ending. This was yeah. the the whole group, the high five. Like they emerge victorious. They're gonna split it. Like they're gonna run it. And hey, here's a little message too. It's closed on Tuesdays, Thursdays because you. You can't spend your whole life looking at a screen, and you're like, okay, is, a little heavy-handed. And, uh, and that's not the point. That's <laughs> not the point of the book. You know what I mean? And they basically, first of all, the worst ending line to any movie ever, reality is the only thing that's real. Like, oh, my God, oh. like, fucking, are you kidding me? And then, um, yeah, you close the Oasis Tuesday and Thursday so you can make out with your girlfriend. Pretty much, yeah. Like, that's the dumb. it's the dumbest. And the, <laughs> point of, the point of the book the point of the book is that at the end, you know, Wade says the power, he's like, and for the first time in a long time, I had no desire to log in to the Oasis, which in my mind is just like, well, once you like own something, like you're, once you get 
once you finish the game, you don't really want to turn the game back on again. Like that's the you know what I mean? Like right. What, yeah. And it's and it's a um, a lesson to like enjoy it while you have it. Yes. Like nothing is permanent, you know. Um, and the idea that like there are these things in the world that we love and that we care about and how we spread that as we share them with people we love and we find common ground with people. And, you know, it, it, there's things that we consume like video games or TV, like we do in this podcast all the time. But the idea is to take our love before them and share them with other people. Right. You know, and that's yeah. the point of the book. Yeah, it's it not does. to win a game. Like that's not the point. <laughs> and then, Hey, make sure you take a break from, all the devices. Looking at you, millennials. Yeah, as you're right. sitting in a dark movie theater, like in the next first thing you're gonna do is like pick up your phone and tweet about the movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, like don't um, do that. You yeah, know, what? maybe I, I we should start doing now. Lost. What? Tuesdays and Thursdays, we don't play video games. We don't go on our phones. How just about shut that? It down. Just shut, shut it that. Just disconnect a little bit. Stay off the grid if you can. I'm gonna go make out with my wife. Yeah, kiss my wife right in her face. I'm going to wake my kids up in bed and be like, hey, I'm supposed to be playing Overwatch with Uncle Rich right now, but I want to hang out with you. <laughs> Tell me a story. How was your day? Like, I'm just trying to go to sleep. Talk to me about your day. I just want to sleep. Like, Fuck off. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, too, I would say, too, um, they went a little too Rain Man with James Halliday. Didn't you think? Yeah, big time. He was like, oh, it was almost distracting. Like, I understand he's not going to have, like, the greatest social skills or whatever, but it was like, I, I didn't like him at all. Yeah, but the, the, that's the thing. Like in the, and I, I hate being the guy who's like the book, the book, the book. No, but um, I think in this case, I think it, it, it's fine. Uh, it, he's he does that by choice. Like he doesn't interact with people by choice. It's not because he's like a dick. He's Got not like, like Asperger's or whatever. He's not like Rain yeah. Man. He yeah. just he just doesn't connect that way, you know. But he connects through, uh, with Karen um, Ogden Morrow's wife, who in the uh, who in the text is uh, a huge part of their company. Like, oh, she's the one, like, okay. Ogden, her and Ogden Morrow wind up doing, they leave Gregarious and start doing, like, educational games, and that's where the education funding comes in for the Oasis and all that stuff. Yeah. So they kind of do their own thing, and she's a huge part of the development of the Oasis, and she's just kind of like a love interest for both of them in this movie, which is kind of like threw her away. Ooh. You know, it's kind of like, demi- no, I hear you, though, that yeah. character did, they just kind of like shit on it, and just like, no, she's just a girl that they both like. I did think uh, H was a pretty good character. Yeah, you know, H is a good character. Yeah. She's a terrible actress. Not good. Um, yeah, no, I liked her more in the Oasis. And one of the interesting things is in in the text, um, her avatar is both male and white. Oh, interesting. So her and her mother, when she was younger, made her character male and white to give to afford her more opportunities, uh. which is a is an interesting little thing that Klein stuck in there. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. And it's also, I, I like that she's the character that is warning Wade that Artemis could be like a dude from Detroit, where in reality, right. you know, she's, she's actually a, a girl. And so, <laughs> pretty good. Like, so, I mean, you're right. Like, it, I didn't hate it. And I, I, some of the feedback we've already gotten on Twitter, uh, a lot of the listeners are saying, hey, I really enjoyed it, or like, what a fun movie. And like, that's great. Like, if you guys liked it, good. Like, I, I hope you did. But I don't know. I went in. Not really expecting much, and unlike Davey, I had not read the book, and so I sort of knew I knew kind of what it was about, and just didn't love it. Like I just was left saying, "All right, fine." Like it seems and like just, a, another movie. It's just too bad. It's just yeah. too bad that um, you know these movies are like money making machines, and they're meant to be seen by as many people as possible as quickly as possible. That's why we talk about opening weekends and we talk about Rotten Tomatoes because that's what matters. Um, and this was definitely a niche book that was made into a movie for everyone 
Let me ask you this. If it's the exact same movie, like everything, like shot for shot, it's the same movie, would it get a 75% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes if it wasn't Steven Spielberg? Uh, I don't think, no, no, and I don't think you could do it. I, 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 and that's why I, I feel like it's a three and a half because while it didn't do it for me, it's the best they could have done with this source material because it's just so... Yeah. It felt long to me. Like I, I there are a lot of MCU movies. The recent Star Wars, which also kind of felt long, but like I'm I'm prepared. Even though I I don't have a great uh, attention, but I could sit for two plus hours if the movie is good. This was definitely a check the phone during the movie thing, which I don't usually yeah. do. Like I don't do that. Like I put the phone away and I'm done. But this was not like I was checking Twitter, but I was like checking the time and I was like, okay, all right, like this is fine. Let's let's keep going. I wouldn't say I was bored, but I was definitely – it felt like you were sitting there for two hours and 20 minutes. And, like, the whole thing with, like, the resistance, like, oh, we're part of the resistance. Like, yeah. that's, why do we have to do that? Like, why well, that's do we because they were like, down? We, wanted, we want Star Wars references, but we're not allowed to put, like, too many in. Or there was, there was some rule about Star Wars stuff. So there's, like – I think in the background there might be some stuff, but they couldn't go over the top with Star Wars. And I, I think that's where it's, like, pandering a little bit. That's yeah. the word I would use for this movie. It's just like the book doesn't pander to everyone. It definitely has its audience. It, Ernie Klein definitely has his audience. And I'm, I'm, while I love Ready Player One, I see his second book, Armada, is just not good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I get it why people don't like it, and I get why I like it, you know. And I, it's, it's just too bad that, like, I. I so it was near empty theater, and I found myself just sitting there, like watching the credits roll, just like trying to get my thoughts together. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I hear you. And it was you got it was like midnight. It was like twelve thirty, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. What am I doing with my life? So, what is the next theater movie for? Oh, it's Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, that see that is going to be two hours and twenty minutes that just hums by. And you're going to be like, no more. At the you know what I mean at yeah, the end of that like, you're please like, give me yeah. more and then they're gonna say hey guess what there's it's part of a sequel potentially yeah so any final thoughts on uh, Ready Player One you know it's just it's just too bad it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just uh, too bad you're not mad you're just disappointed in it yep yeah all right let's uh, let's get to something else then pick of the pod 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 time. Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? I will defer to you. All right, I have uh, two. One, uh, we, we're going to tell you about our uh, event at Idle Hands coming up later on this month. But also this month, if you're a big beer fan, the Power Beer Fest is April 28th. There's two sessions. It's the Mass Brewers Guild that puts this on. So you can check it out, massbrewersguild.org. Idle Hands will be there. Treehouse will be there. Night Shift will be there. Some of the best of the best from Massachusetts will be there. So it's two sessions. They're each like three and a half hours long, so you can get tickets, walk around. If you've ever been to a beer fest before, they're the best. You can just sample all the beer that you want. So it's the Power Beer Fest. I'm going to be going to that. I'm excited for that. My other pick of the pod, Ryan, I finally saw Creep 2. Pretty good, right? It is pretty good. and Not as good as the first one. No, it's not. Good. No, it's not. But as far as like a horror sequel is concerned, definitely worth seeing. If you like the first one, you'll like this one. Like you said, maybe not as much, but that character is is back, and it's, it's, bonkers. Uh, it, it's insane. It's pretty and crazy. And I, I think having the Duplass brothers said it's a trilogy. Ooh, I could 
I could see that. I would. Yeah. I would watch a third one of that. I would. I want to see that how that ends up. And so that so. is available right now on Netflix. If you have Netflix, just search "Creep 2" and it's there. It's like a ninety-minute horror movie. Pretty good, and it's uh, it's similar to the first, but it's uh, it has its differences as well. So I, I highly recommend it. All right. So. Uh, my pick of the podcast this week, if you like Ready Player One, if you like the book and you didn't necessarily care for the movie, uh, a, a book recommendation for you, which uh, five of you are going to read, but I read it uh, a while ago and I thought about it, um, you know, what we could do next in terms of like these geeky sci-fi things. There's a book by a guy named Scott Mayer called Off to Be the Wizard. Oh, nice. Which is, um, I'll read you the Amazon description here. Martin Banks is just a normal guy who has made an abnormal discovery. He can manipulate reality thanks to reality being nothing more than a computer program. With every use of this ability, though, Martin finds his little tweaks have not escaped notice. Rather than face prosecution, he decides instead to travel back in time into the Middle Ages to pose as a wizard. (laughs) Well, I'm in. Yeah, and he goes back, and he can do, you know, he has, like, a cell phone, he can do all these things, you know, it's actually pretty clever, and um, he finds out that the other wizards in this time period, the people who are considered wizards, are also time travelers. Ooh. So he's not the first one to have this idea. Oh, oh, that's funny. Interesting. Yeah, so it's actually, and they have, like, this, like, wizard battle that involves, like, breakdancing and stuff, which is actually really funny. Mm, I like that. If, you, if you're into this type of book, this Ernest Klein type books, please read Off to Be the Wizard by Scott Mayer. Oh, the other thing I meant to ask you was, if the Oasis was real, like if we were living in a world where the Oasis was a real thing, how yeah. often do you think you'd be in there? Well, I'd, be out of a, I'd probably be in there every day, considering if that's where schools are and I'm a teacher, <laughs> that's where I would be. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to be in there every day. I would have to, yeah. And then as a, another question, if you could go into any movie, like they went into The Shining, what movie would you go into? Now, I go into the movie as like a character or as like a Yeah, so like I guess that's, that's kind of how it worked, right? I mean, they were, yeah, yeah so like you're, you're a character and you could be. Like any, when they went into The Shining, they were clearly like Danny, right? Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Roadhouse? Yeah, Roadhouse is good. That would be sweet. I was thinking like Varsity Blues and go as Scott Tweeter. That'd be pretty good, too. <laughs> Not Billy Bob, though. Or what if you were like no. Mikey from the Goonies? Like, that would be sweet. Mikey from the Goonies would be it would be a good time. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of good answers there I think you could get. Especially it. if you knew that like, nothing yeah. could happen to you. Yeah. If you, and so it's funny. Like, in the book, like, one of the challenges he has to do is he has to play Matthew Broderick's character in War Games and say every word line for line. Like, line for line, like every word. Oh, my God. That, that's one of the challenges. That's pretty so. good. Which is actually it's funny you brought that up, having not known that. Hmm. How about that? Look at the big brain on Rich. Look at it. Look at it. How about, Ryan, this is a, uh, a double dork week. So it is. Uh, yeah. strap in. If you are a wrestling fan, we are going to be doing a WrestleMania 34 preview. It's going to be Dale Arnold, Jason Rossi joining me. It's going to be out uh, Wednesday night. I don't know when you're listening to this, so maybe it's out right now. So check that out. Twofer. It's not going to have all the bells and whistles. We did This Week in Dork on this podcast, obviously. Pick of the pod, all that stuff. So that's going to be a straight WrestleMania preview. If you have wrestling friends out there, tell them to listen to this. As we're going to break down the card for this weekend's WrestleMania 34. We'd already sort of mentioned it before, but hopefully you can join us April 22nd. It's a Sunday, 4 o'clock at Idle Hands. In Malden, come drink some beers and 
Listen to us talk about the Avengers Infinity War. It's going to be our preview show. We're going to be joined by Mac and Goo, the Boxers, and Uncle Buck. So it's going to be pretty chaotic. It's going to be the whole shared universe there together talking about maybe the greatest shared universe of them all. I don't know how it's going to work. It seems like a lot of voices all in one thing. Maybe we can even do a question and answer at the end. We'll see how it goes. But I have a feeling that this may be a two-hour episode. It might be a two-hour episode, and I think it's going to be broadcast across all channels of Mac and Goo, the boxers, and oh, Door. I don't that, know. Is that what they're saying? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see why not. And we should also try – maybe we'll incorporate like a, uh, like a YouTube – part of it or periscope or we'll, we'll figure something out we're gonna, we're gonna we'll figure something kick we'll something up with the it. yeah with the, the technology we'll, we'll cook something up you of course can uh subscribe rate and review on the itunes we're also on stitcher and google play and other spots weei.com at dork podcast on the twitter oh by the way you can leave us a review like i said very nice we read those you can rank us five stars if you if you feel like we're, we're deserving of that we have a, a couple of dick bags give us a one star. One guy at the very least said why. The other person just just a one star and out. Didn't didn't even say why, <laughs> which is frustrating because I don't know why he felt or she felt it was so bad. But you can tweet us anytime at Dork Podcast. You can email us anytime, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we need to throw some more stuff up. We there. do. It's, yeah. uh, I you, need to be better about that. We do need to be better. It's youtube.com slash dork podcast and you can also just follow ryan at a variety of places at, at arvon d on any any all any and all major social media outlets just get in there just get in there do you have I'm any friendly do you have any uh what everyone says do you have any words of advice ryan before we uh stop doing this podcast today <laughs> uh other than you know kind of save your money um <laughs> words of advice no just in ge- not about ready player one but just in general usually you give us some good tips on you know maybe how to stay healthy or how to stay out of oh, trouble yeah. or- you know i was thinking about it the other day you know having just got over a sinus infection you know every time you know if you're if you're me yeah. you know every time the seasons change you know they call them the seasonal allergies you know stock up on some benadryl now you're going to thank yourself you're going to save yourself some time mm-hmm. uh, maybe some sudafed yeah. you know just head head down to costco which is my favorite store of all time um and just you know stock up you know so you never have to leave your house that's very nice. Very uh, strong words of advice there from Arvon D. Thanks for listening to this. Again, it's a Double Dork Week WrestleMania 34 preview. And then next week, I don't remember what we're doing, but I'm sure we'll come up with something <laughs> probably. Something, pre- it, it is something else. <laughs> something that you are not going to want to miss. We'll talk to you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.